Welcome back to Microfamous. I want to talk about live audio. Clubhouse is just kind of the latest example and definitely got a lot of attention, although it's waning. And in the wake of Clubhouse's rise, there has been, you know, announcements of a bunch of other live audio apps and features within platforms that we already know, you know, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Slack, Spotify. It seems like every one of them has some sort of kind of live audio component or feature that's that's being rolled out. And so we're going to see a lot of this. What typically happens is it's initially going to kind of fracture the landscape. That seems to be already affecting Clubhouse, if not just the fact that things seem to be getting back to normal in society is also having an effect. I think Clubhouse, uh, you know, probably should have rolled out, you know, earlier than now if it really wanted to uh, to be a dominant thing. I don't know that it's going to really last as its own independent thing. It reminds me of, a lot, honestly, of Periscope back in the day. So, and I would suspect that all the same people and all the same types of people that are excited about Clubhouse were excited about Periscope. You know, I can say, uh, you know, my co-host over on the real estate show, Greg McDaniel, uh, was really high on Clubhouse for a good couple of months. And he was also really high on things like Periscope and Gab when they were out. And he really genuinely enjoyed it. Now, he's a massive extrovert, and I think that's a big part of it. But he noticed, you know, just in the last month, the downloads for Clubhouse have fallen off a cliff. So I don't think Clubhouse is necessarily just going to keep doing this meteoric rise to domination as its own social media environment. But it does kind of beg the bigger question, live audio versus podcasting. That's what I want to talk about, because it really reveals a bigger component of my entire point of view, which is if you're an introvert, you need leverage in your communication with your audience. We all do, every introvert. You know, extroverts are interesting because I think they, they enjoy, they get energy out of being social. And what that allows them to do is enjoy being social for its own sake and build, you know, what I would call, not, not shallow in a negative way, but, but shallow, as in not, not deep yet, shallow relationships with a larger group of people. So introverts, on the other hand, we have like this kind of our inner circle of trust, and then everybody else is kind of outside the circle, and you're either in or you're out, right? We have a arm's length relationship with everyone who's outside the circle, and we have a very close relationship with everyone that's inside the circle. That, that's, that tends to be how introverts roll. Uh, extroverts, on the other hand, have this kind of middle ground where you're not really at arm's length. They'll give you time. They'll give you attention, uh, but you're not in their inner circle either. But you feel like you're, you have a genuine personal friendship slash relationship with them. And they can handle a ton of people in that kind of middle, middle zone. Uh, I've noticed that introverts are not that same way. We can't handle a lot of people. We can't handle a thousand people in that middle zone where we have kind of a casual or even an online only relationship with them. We just have a hard time keeping up with that many people. And so live audio to me, when you think about, you know, growing your coaching and consulting business as an introvert, the question isn't, will it work? Because live audio is essentially a forum for you to be a salesperson. Well, when has sales not worked? <laughs> That's a better, a better question is, when has it not worked? Uh, sales always works, right? Sales always works. Using your sales skills or your networking skills to meet people and connect with people, that, that will never not work. The question is, is it sustainable for you as an introvert? And I would argue no. So what you're going to see uh, over the next couple of years, you know, if live audio really takes off, is a lot of people have success 
a lot of people talk about the sex the success they're having you know sharing their follower numbers sharing the interaction the engagement i met i met so and so i you know i talked to gary v i talked to simon sinek in a, in a live audio room great okay cool all, all good things all fine however i think as introverts we need to stand back and, and remind ourselves there's no leverage there that conversation disappears right you can you can claim that you've talked to so and so but you didn't actually, it's not like you shared the stage with them to where you got a picture of you speaking on their stage against their backdrop, right? There is no video. So you can't even take a screenshot, really. I mean, you can, you can take a screenshot of you being kind of on the stage, but that, and I've seen people share that on Clubhouse, but it it's, doesn't really hit people the same way, right? Uh, so yes, you can connect with some people. Yes, you can absolutely get clients the same way you can get clients if you just go to networking events all the time at your local chamber of commerce or your Toastmasters or whatever. Uh, it's, it's, you're never going to not get anything if you're active in sales, right? If you're constantly prospecting, you're constantly starting conversations with people, guess what? So you're going to stumble into some clients and that's, what's going to happen. People are going to talk about the success that they have. And you have to remind yourself as an introvert, there's no leverage there. If I want to show up and I'm looking for a forum to network and do sales in fine, if it works for you. And if you do it in a way that's sustainable for you, maybe you do it an hour a week and that's it. I don't know. But as an introvert, what I think we need more, in my opinion, is at, like every communication with our audience needs some element of leverage. Here's where podcasting wins, in my opinion, versus something like live audio. I still have people, you know, reaching out to me and so do all of my clients, finding my book, finding my podcast or whatever, years after episodes are recorded. Here's a great example. A client reached out to me the other day and said, I just got a $1,500 sale on a digital program I don't even offer anymore. I don't even know where they found the sales page for it. The only thing that we can think of is they either heard an episode of her podcast or she was interviewed on a podcast and gave out a direct URL to a sales page and that person followed it and found it and bought her product off of that and gave her $1,500. That's leverage. The fact that you record a conversation two, three, four, five years ago that's still being heard today, that's leverage. On the back end of my real estate podcast, we were very fortunate to get really good traction on YouTube uh, in the early days when you know Google Hangouts were still a, a thing. They were still growing and we were broadcasting our hour-long podcast episodes, which were like mini webinars. They were absolutely packed with content. We were broadcasting those using Google Hangouts straight into our YouTube channel. Those episodes, some of those from 2015 and 2016 are still getting downloads today, like 30 or 40 or 50 downloads a month to those older episodes. They have thousands and thousands of views overall. How is that, how is that possible? Well, it's because there's leverage there. Those conversations are not only recordable, but they are findable, discoverable, searchable on platforms like podcasts and YouTube videos. So if you're going to do something to me as an introvert, you need leverage because you don't have the energy to do sales for 20 hours a week to be your own sales rep and then still also deliver the service, which most of us are, right? And now I've got an entire team behind me that handles the day-to-day -day of our podcast, but I still talk to clients. I still handle the strategy of their shows. I am the one personally 100% responsible for the strategy of the shows that we launch. I want to be, I want to talk to our clients. That's where I can make the most impact is in those conversations, setting the strategy of the show. So I don't want to be free of that responsibility, which means there's a certain number of hours that are, that are devoted to that every week. 
if I'm also solely responsible for being the sales rep for the company, right, in the sense that I'm doing 60 contacts a day, or I'm spending three hours a day on social media, or I'm spending three hours a day in a clubhouse room, that's pure 100% sales. And sales will always work. The question is not whether it works. The question is, is it sustainable for me as an introvert compared to other things I could be doing? And take this conversation for example right now. I'm recording this alone in my place. Uh, nobody is hearing it right now, but I'm going to put this on my podcast and it's going to get hundreds and thousands of downloads over the next several years. I'm going to have somebody listen to this episode three years from now, five years from now. So yeah, I don't get the immediate gratification of having people you know, smack me on the back and say, hey man, that was awesome in a clubhouse room or in live audio right this second. I'm delaying that gratification for the gratification that comes later from this podcast episode getting hundreds or thousands of downloads over the, over the course of its life over the next few years. So when you think about live audio versus podcasting, you're going to get a lot of the same people excited about live audio that like the immediate gratification of other forms of social media, because that really is what live audio gives you. It's that immediate gratification. But if you're not leading them into a place where they can stay in touch with you, odds are you're going to lose them, right? So the people that are building these big followings on Clubhouse right now, what if Clubhouse just kind of fizzles out? Those tens of thousands of followers don't mean anything. Did you actually get them into your email list? Because if not, they're going to go away. And what happens when Clubhouse throws an algorithm onto your followers, meaning those, those 10,000, 20,000 followers you have on Clubhouse, you used to get amazing traction. But at some point, there's going to be an algorithm installed if Clubhouse actually works and it takes off. There's going to be an algorithm installed so that you only reach 5 or 10% of them and then they'll monetize it. Like it's going to go through the whole, the same cycle we've seen with Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, right? It's, going to, it's the exact same, you know, three-step process for extracting cash from your wallet. It's the same thing, right? So if Clubhouse works, it will not stay the way it is now. There will be an algorithm inserted between you and the audience you built, and then you have to pay to reach the majority of your audience you built. So there's only a sweet spot of time where you can take advantage of this anyway. So for introverts, I think we're better off sitting on the sidelines and just letting the extroverts have at it on, on places like Clubhouse and Live Audio. And if you want to dip into it, great, but I would look at it as networking. And there's nothing wrong with networking. I like networking. Uh, I'm thinking about starting something, you know, for introverts on the networking side. Uh, so if you have any suggestions on that, let me know. Um, because I do think networking is valuable. It is valuable, but it's not podcasting, right? Live audio will never take the place of podcasting. It does not build anywhere near the authority of being on a podcast episode with an influencer where, the, where it's you and them and you've had a, a conversation beforehand, you know what you're gonna talk about, you know what questions you're gonna ask. It wasn't just a random bumping into each other in a, in a clubhouse room. It was a set design conversation to reinforce your point of view and create demand for the thing that you sell, right? Live audio will never take the place of that. It will never build influence to the same degree that having a deep one-on-one -on -one conversation with a very influential, well-known person will have, right? Your audience hearing you ask really good, intelligent questions of a very well-known influential person, that does something for you. It puts you on a similar level with that influencer. I just don't think that's possible to reproduce in a, in a clubhouse room. That is, it, there is a different dynamic in a podcast.
So it builds influence differently. And then, of course, you've got the fact that it's available and it's leveraged because it's available and searchable and discoverable years and years and years from now. You can still get traffic from it. You can still get sales from it. You can still get new clients from it. You can still get program buyers from it. Years from now, there's leverage to the communication. So the question, again, is not whether it works because sales always works. Any forum, any social media forum where you can strike up a conversation with somebody that's sales. Uh, using social media to um, to get people on the phone, for example, is the same thing as just a, a, as straight traditional sales. The only difference is you're using social media instead of a cold call. But otherwise, it can be very much the same thing. And to me, that's what I see uh, places like Clubhouse and Live Audio as is a place and a forum for networking and sales. And if you're good at networking and sales, it will always work for you. And it's just a, a virtual form of it. So there's nothing wrong with it. The question is, is it leverageable? Is it marketing? And I would argue, no, it doesn't even fall under the term to me really of marketing. It falls under sales and networking. It's a different thing. It's business development. It's a relationship development. Nothing wrong with any of those things, but it's not marketing. Marketing has leverage to it. So when you think about your marketing plan, uh, to me, Clubhouse and live audio uh, for, for most introverts, it really doesn't fit the bill of what we're looking for. It just doesn't fit the bill. We need leverage in our communication because we don't have the energy to be our own sales rep and still deliver a high quality level of service to our clients. If we're actually delivering the coaching and the consulting, we cannot just be our own sales rep for hours and day, a day, and then also deliver high level of service for hours and hours a day on top of that. It just doesn't work. It's not sustainable. So there is one interesting development that I'm keeping my eye on that's in that same world, but it's not live audio. And that's Facebook bringing uh, podcasts to its platform. And it's still kind of in the early stages and it's invite only and all that stuff. So it's like it's not open to those of us that are kind of in the niche business podcasting world yet. But if it goes well, it should be. And that's what I'm most excited about because there, there is a whole realm of available audience out there that do not have Apple Podcasts or may not even realize they have it on their phone. Or if they use an Android, they don't know how to use Spotify. Or they use Spotify, but they don't know you can get spot podcasts on it. There's just all these kinds of things. Like I think of my parents, for example. You know, My dad would probably listen to a lot more podcasts, but the friction of having to understand what a podcast app is or go get Spotify and figure out how to search for podcasts in there and not knowing what he's looking for is just enough friction to keep him from being in the podcast audience of active uh, super users, right? I think there's a whole realm of people out there that if they could just open up their Facebook app and play a podcast within the Facebook app, they would be all over it. And if that's the case, if that's what Facebook has in mind when they're talking about rolling podcasts into their platform, that would be amazing. And that might be a massive game changer. It might screw up all of our stats reporting, <laughs> meaning Facebook might track its own stats and then you have to like add everything together with the stats you get in other places to get a true sense of how many people are listening to your show. Who cares? My agency will do that for our clients and we'll be fine. But uh, if we can actually, if Facebook actually does roll this out where you can play podcast episodes right within the Facebook app, that's a game changer. Now, all the stuff, the other stuff they're talking about, like where the, where you can actually record and launch a a podcast within Facebook app, and you can record it right into your phone. They've got all this fancy background noise, cancelling technology and stuff like that. To me, that's just the next step up from Anchor. Uh, Anchor works for some people. It doesn't work for our clients. No no business coach or consultant is going to interview somebody over that. They, they might do some solo episodes or they might launch some, some side shows and things like that and, and tinker with it. 
Uh, I don't think it's going to, going to affect our business. We'll see. But I'm, not, I'm less concerned about that. And I'm really keeping a close eye on whether Facebook actually rolls out bringing podcasts into their platform natively so that you can play a podcast episode right within your Facebook app. Because if they do that, to me, I think that's a potential game changer. So I do keep an eye on that. But if you're thinking about live audio, I hope this gave you a different perspective. And hopefully just on the marketing angle in general, like I, I always think about leverage. You know, how does this leverage my communication to get more mileage out of it than just people hearing or seeing it for the first time? Because as an introvert, I need my communication with my audience to do more than just be ephemeral, come and gone, here, here today, gone tomorrow. Because I don't communicate enough and I don't want to communicate as much as extroverts do to compete with them on that level. So I need my communication with my audience to be leveraged. I need the stuff that I produce today to still be available and searchable and discoverable five years from now, because I don't want to, and I don't have the energy to just talk as much as an extrovert does, because I don't get energy from it. That's a draw down on my energy, and then I have to go recharge alone. So if that's you, I don't care whether you consider yourself an introvert or not, but if that's you, if you, if, if you cannot be your own sales rep for three or four hours a day and then deliver high quality service for the rest of the day, then you need leverage in your communication, leverage in your marketing and live audio does not have leverage. So that should be a massive red flag right there before you invest a lot of time and energy and resources into live audio. So hopefully that helped clarify some things, make good decisions in your marketing as an introverted expert, introverted coach or consultant. Let me know if you do have any ideas for networking of what you would like to see. Because I think there is a space where introverts uh, in the coaching consulting world do need to network with each other and commiserate and talk and, and, and share what's working for us and how we're leveraging our marketing and how we're leveraging our, uh, our business and building systems in our lives, um, uh, in, our, in our lives and our business to compensate and make up for who we are, right? To, to work out and how to get to our goals without changing who we are. So uh, if you're interested in anything like that, I'm, I'm all ears as far as ideas. I don't have a set agenda uh, or any set of ideas on how introverted coaches and consultants should and could network with each other. If you have any ideas, just hit me up, You know, email me at matt at pursuingresults.com. Let me know what you think. Uh, and thanks again for reviewing the show, giving us you know the five-star ratings, all that stuff. I read every one of those. I appreciate it. Thanks for buying the book. It continues to do uh, well on Amazon and, and the, the reviews continue to grow and all that fun stuff. Uh, so I really appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode of Microfamous.